The, the first time I answered this lifestyle questionnaire with like basic food, basic exercise, like how many times a week do you drink sugary stuff? I got a vitality age of 35 and I'm 28 years old. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Shots of Purpose, number 19, coming to you live from our very cool basement studio again. Finally, he's here, the myth, the legend. Tom. Oh, wait. No, it's Brian. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. No, I'm, you're, not, well, I'm not Tom. You're not disappointing, Brian, because it has been a while since I last saw you. True. It's been a minute. It's yeah. It's been a minute, man. It's good that you're here. Glad to be you, back. You sound excellent. Ah, uh, well, it's the microphone. You, you, so, you sound <laughs> like... good. You sound healthy. Mm, thank you. Are you healthy? I feel healthy. Okay, that's good. Do you feel healthy? Uh, yes, but it's because of this program that I'm following. It's... Uh-huh. Uh, it's ASR Vitality. Have you heard of it? Uh, ASR, what does that stand for? Um, how about we just talk about it for this episode? <laughs> okay. Let's just dive into that for a second. Ooh, splash. So let's start with Vitality and then we'll get to the, the Dutch insurance. Mm. Basically, Vitality is this, it's kind of like a, it's a health program. I'm not so sure it's, it's always insurers, but basically it runs in about 20 countries right now with 10 million active users. Um, and what the, the premise of Vitality is, they give you, uh, or they take your, it's kind of called lifestyle data. So mm-hmm. your step count, your heart rate during exercise and, and the amount of exercise that you do. Um, and they give you points for that. And with these points, you can actively kind of, you can get discounts at a certain store. You kind of get a coupon code for online stores. Basically, the healthier you live, the more points you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, the more stuff you can buy. That's yeah. kind of it. Like you get rewarded for being healthy. Yeah. Yeah. The website, their big header is uh, get in motion and get rewards. Which which one's Be website? Be rewarded. ASR. ASR. ASR ah, okay. So ASR, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, yeah. So, okay. That's, that's true. So there's yeah. now, so this has been running in, in 20 different countries before mm-hmm. it started here in the Netherlands. Oh, okay. So we have ASR which is kind of like a big, or it's not, it's not the hugest, it's not the biggest um, insurance company in the Netherlands, but it's, it's basically the most sustainable insurer in the Netherlands mm-hmm. or insurance company. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to use those two words, like uh, just exchange them uh, with one another, sure. insurer and insurance company. Um, and the idea behind it is that they are... They don't have a healthcare insurance themselves, mm-hmm. but they have two daughter insurers, ah. which are Ditso and the Amersfoortse. And these are two uh, different healthcare insurance. One is like kind of a, it's still a really good one. Ditso still covers everything, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's, it's like kind of like a, it's the cheapest uh, insurance that you can get that covers like most of everything that you need. And then okay. there's the Amersfoortse, which is more for entrepreneurs. Okay which has different benefits if you are an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, but the idea is they care about sustainability for the planet, but also for the people, right? And they say on their website that um, the people that use it are actually healthier. Um, of course, they would say that. Um, but before we get into all the, the nitty gritty, such as the privacy, such as the, the actual using of the platform, mm-hmm. uh, and also where they get their stats. Um, let's have a little bit of a, let's have a look at the, the basics. So, Can I ask you something before yeah, you break course. into that? Um, you said it's the most sustainable insurer 
out there at the moment. Yeah. What makes them the most sustainable? Um, the way they invest their money. So, mm. um, as most of you know, insurers kind of uh, put their money, they, tr- they, they make more money, right? They invest it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they collect all the premiums that we pay every yeah, month. Yeah. And then they have a big bunch of cash yeah. uh, funds somewhere, and then they can invest that somewhere to, to increase whatever they have yeah. to yeah. offset the risks that yeah. they're taking when they have to actually pay out. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Well, Normal yeah, I, I, guess, I guess I guess that's that's what they say. I, I guess you get into the insurance business just to make money. Yeah, no, I mean- In some way, right? It, 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 the way you describe it, it sounds like something every insurer probably does. Yes. Like they collect a yes. bunch of money, so they yeah. have all this money and they got to do something yeah. with it. And, okay. Yeah. So what ASR does- which is different from the other insurance companies that they only invest yeah. in sustainable or mostly ethical, sustainable ethical mostly, things. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, they're they're it. moving more and more towards more ethical uh, investments. Okay. Uh, and it, there's there's multiple uh, sources that you can look at um, where they compare these uh, all the insurance companies in the Netherlands or at least the insurers that do uh, healthcare insurance. Okay. Um, and then they they see where they invest. So they, they look at what they say themselves, what they do, and then, of course, what they actually do. So they compare that, give them scores, and ASR gets the highest uh, one out of all of them. And actually, like... Yeah. I what? see you're looking at a website right yeah. now that's comparing them. What is that website called? Well, it's in in, uh, in English. It's called uh, Honest Money uh, yeah. Helper. Eerlijke Geldwijzer. Okay. Cool. Um, so they, they look at all the, the big boys, yeah. the big insurers, and see how they, uh, how they talk. And walk the talk, right? Is that, oh. is that the thing? So what they uh, say and where they put their mouth, actually, uh, where they uh, put the money. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so they are... Got to check that out. They are factually the more sustainable, the most sustainable healthcare insurer mm. in the Netherlands. And the idea is they now have exclusive rights to run the Vitality program within the Netherlands Got this it. year. So it starts in 2020. Mm. Um, so some very short basics, um, you give your, uh, wait, you pay a monthly fee of three euro 50 to enter. Mm-hmm. So that's a monthly fee. Right. And then every week you can collect points. And with these points you can, so every week you can, uh, get a coupon code for either five euros at like, uh, there's a local sports store that you can get five euro discount for. Um, or you can donate it to a, uh, charity. Oh, that's cool. You can turn it into like a collection point that you can then later use. So if you have three of these points, you get a you can get a an, an insulated bottle, for example. There's the, the, it's it's interesting how I find it interesting that um, uh, okay, this is now getting opinionated. I find it interesting <laughs> that they that they care about the sustainability and then offer you physical shit, right? Yeah, but there's I get it. Th- there's something to say about the motivation sure. uh, to motivate people. Yeah. Um, but you can donate. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, you can yeah. donate. That's 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 very true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then you pay this monthly fee of three euros fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, you you collect points by moving. They have these uh, different uh, like uh, what is it uh, tiers tiers of, of your activity uh, that you can then get the a certain amount of points for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's your weekly points. Okay. Then there's monthly points that depending on how active you are, you can get money back on your additional insurance. So not like the basic insurance, that's like 110 euros right now in the Netherlands, yeah. but all the additional packages. So for example, if you want to go to a physical therapist, you have to pay a little bit extra, like seven euros a month to right. get that as a okay. package. Yeah, You can get up to, what is it? Um, 
like 40% off of that, like on a yearly basis. So you get cash back. Okay. So you, it doesn't do anything with your basic insurance. <laughs> no, not but yet. But for your uh, augmenting insured, the Anfilunde Verzekering, yes. they yeah. give you some cash back yeah. for that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Things that are not covered by basic insurance, but would be covered by any yeah. kind of extra insurance that you would get. Indeed. And is ASR also, so you have ASR Vitality, right? right? Yeah. And do you also pay an insurance premium to this next to the 350, no. 3 euro 50 per month? No. So like I said uh, earlier, um, they, so ASR themselves don't have a healthcare insurance, but they, okay. they're basically like the, how do you say it? Like the money cow for Ditso and the Amersfoort. Got it. And I am now insured at Ditso, which is also, which happens to be like one of, well, depending on how you look at insurance, they have, they cover the most, Yeah. Uh, they cover most hospitals and they, they cost almost, uh, uh, the the least of all the insurance this year. So okay. if, for me, it made like total sense okay. to at least join Ditso. So next to the fee that you pay yeah. to be a part of the Vitality program, yes. you also pay your normal <clears throat> insurance premium. Yes. Got it. I wish it weren't so. Oh, okay. But uh, anyway. I mean, just... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so you, so, yeah, yeah, so, so I can understand. Yeah, I yeah, yeah cool. so you pay a little bit of money to, to get into the program. Got it. Right? So there's like a... Like a sign-up fee, mm -hmm. like when you go to the gym, right? You pay a monthly fee, and then yeah. because you pay, I think there's something behind that as well. But we can get into that a little uh -huh. bit later. Um, so you get cash back on your additional insurances. You get uh, these coupon codes that you can collect, and what they also say is that you can either buy a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, mm -hmm. and over a period of two years, you can get cash back every month. Mm. So you could, in theory, get a Apple Watch Series Five, so the the newest one, which is like 450 or 440 euros right now. Wow. And you can, or even 530, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, either, like up there in the 400, 500 euro region. Um, and you can get it, you can get it completely, uh, well, you can get the money back completely mm. in 24 months. So, so you could earn it back. Yes. You like buy the Apple Watch and you earn it back in theory if yeah. you run So you enough. buy it through them, through their shop. And then you, you collect every, so every month you get like uh, up to 20 euros back depending oh. on how active you are. but oh, okay. So the tiers are pretty insane, if you ask me. But Yeah? Tell me, what are, what are the tiers well, like? Well, um, okay, I don't have them right in front of me, but uh, or I do, hold on. Yeah, so the Apple Watch 5 is 479 euros mm -hmm. at ASR, so it's a little bit cheaper if you buy it elsewhere. Check. Um, and you can get cash back. So you need to get up to 2,500 points every month mm -hmm. to, to sketch like an image. If you So what they do, we can get into that right as well. Uh, as well, yeah, as well. Yeah. So you... Next to the fact that you pay money, you also give them your data, right? So you give mm -hmm. them your step count. Um, if you have a activity tracker like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch, you give them your heart rate and the amount of exercise that you do every day. Mm, got right? it. So those are ba like the basic things that you give them on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you can also you can gather more points. Um, it gets a little bit confusing, but you can gather more points for yeah. your cashback on your additional insurances by answering questions like questionnaires so they give you your your health age yeah like and i had to jump through a bunch of hoops to get my actual age it's like okay this is interesting hmm. so they're they're pretty judge i think they're pretty judgmental <laughs> in their questionnaires but whatever did you have to jump through literal hoops like there was no a... figuratively but i think what, what is what is cool is also that you get the you get the opportunity yeah uh to get a health check like a really thorough one where they check your uh your blood glucose they check your um, cholesterol, they, they check a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And you can do that at like, um, 
what is it like a, not a hospital but like a smaller yeah, like a clinic yeah like a clinic yeah and they Community pay that for you center. yeah but of course the the other hand of the the other side of the coin is that they get that data as well right can they reject you based on for example because nope. you mentioned glucose yeah can they if, if you're diabetic for example can they just kick you out of the program I think the Netherlands, the law in the Netherlands says that you can't be uh, denied upfront, but I'm not entirely sure about edge cases. For pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Okay, good. Because you have to be insured in the Netherlands, so yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how it works. But I, I think in the law it states that you can't be denied because of pre-existing conditions. Cool. Let's circle back to that. It's an important point. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the, the Apple Watch, you, get, you, you need 2,500 points each month to get like the 100% cash back for the Apple Watch. Um, and 2,500 points to, to give you an image. Um, so one thing they do is if you do exercise or if you exercise, um, it's, it's pretty basic math. They, they say if you do 20 minutes or more of exercise, we look at your heart rate. Per and if day? You, yeah. Okay. So they, want, they basically want you to do 30 minutes of exercise every day. All right. That's like the healthy thing to do. Um, so they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they look at your heart rate. So, for example, you do 20 minutes of exercise, they look at your heart rate, and what they say is your, um, your maximum heart rate for your health. So, they take, I think it's 220, yeah. uh, and they deduct your age. Yeah. So, for me, it's like 190 is my, mm-hmm. my maximum heart rate. And then they take 60% or 70% of that, and that's your average heart rate for that exercise period. So, yeah. I went running the other day for 35 minutes. Um, I was in the 70% range of running and i got 200 points got it so 200 points but you need to collect 2500 each month did they give you any derived data from your heart rate and what i mean by that is with heart rate data especially in combination with exercise data yeah uh, you can calculate things like VO2 max, right. which is your um, right. oxygen uptake for yeah. your blood cells or things like your resting heart rate or uh, heart rate recovery. No. So I okay. think um, right now, Vitality just, um, so there's basically there's two types of data that they give you points off mm-hmm. for activity, right? That's your step count or your exercise. And then when you do exercise, you see it as like a separate little thing. Yeah. Um, it says you exercised then and then uh, you started at this moment in time, you ended at this moment and this was your average heart rate. Heart rate, But I think they put it there to prove to you why you got that amount of points, mm-hmm. right? So for me, at least I have an Apple watch. It connects with Apple health and it just pulls, um, it probably pulls in more than it shows, right? Because they show me my heart rate and when I started and stopped, that's it. Um, and sure. then- Yeah, but you can see the raw data through Apple Health, I guess. Through Apple Health, yeah. Okay. But that's my data. Right. Or like, that, that I put it, it so, goes in there automatically. Yeah, this is an interesting question too. So later when we're talking about mm-hmm. this, maybe, because I'm, I'm wondering if they do analytics on the data on themselves that you wouldn't necessarily yeah. be privy to because mm-hmm. they're doing these analytics. Right, yeah. Um, and if that <clears throat> jives in with any analytics that, let's say, Apple Health would do or Fitbit would do. Mm-hmm on that That's um well i i can imagine that they do right um so of course an interesting topic when when uh, when when healthcare data or lifestyle data comes up is privacy right and yeah. they have this whole page about privacy um like how they uh oh, you got it there yeah i got it right here um so they say what they collect um and they say what they do with it right um, did, there, did anything surprise you when you looked at this 
Uh, well, one, it surprised me that it was so thorough, or that it it seems pretty thorough. Like how, um, like I don't think it could have been this way five years ago. Right? No, no, thanks so, you, thank you, GDPR. I mean, because of that. Yeah, and I mean, like this, 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 this amount of information on a page about privacy, like it wouldn't have been this way five years ago, I believe. No, no, no. I mean, it's because GDPR. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, now I haven't gone through the entire privacy statement, but they stay. I think what's what oh, what did what did surprise me. What mm-hmm. I find very important about this is that they say so. ASR is like the mothership, right? And then we have these two smaller healthcare insurances. Yes. So ASR collects the data. They say that your actual healthcare insurer does not get any of your data. They just give mm. your your ID number and your amount of points that you got through the entire year so that you can get cash back on your additional insurance. Mm. So all the other data, but your step count, your activity stays with ASR. Okay. And the Vitality program. And how does that work if it's the program is run through your employer? Ah, you've been looking at the website. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so that's interesting, right? So they they kind of, uh, ASR Vitality offers three basic ways of, of their market. They, they market the, the program in three different ways. So mm-hmm. one is for the consumer who gets his own healthcare insurance. The second one is for entrepreneurs uh, who can get additional cashbacks on different types of entrepreneurial stuff. And then there's the third one, which is your employer, right? So they, yeah. I think they're targeting um, SMEs, so small, medium enterprises, and of course, big corporates, mm-hmm. where they want to motivate kind of like this, the staff, the teams uh, to be more active. Um, and they state on their website that your employer does not get to see anything. They don't even get to see that you are active. They get to see a little bit of data when, for example, if you have a team of 50 people, um, once you pass a threshold of 10 or 15 people, the, the, the person who signed the whole team up gets to see, okay, there's now 15 people in the team that are uh, in the Vitality program. That's it. They don't see your points? No. They, oh, they, don't get, they don't get to see anything. And the cool thing is there, um, right? So I have these three roads of marketing and they say mm-hmm. with, um, uh, with uh, targeting companies, they say that, that people... Um, are more healthy, they're more productive, and they, they uh, call in sick less yep. because of this program. That's a big economic driver for companies. Yeah. 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 So there's, there's uh, I think, did we get everything like of the basics? <laughs> I mean, it's your, uh, I, it, I have a pretty good understanding now, I think, from your explanation. Okay. I feel like I, I get it a bit. Yeah, but I can ask you questions later on. I'm yes, sure you yeah, please, because I think that it's yeah. it's a big thing to explain. I oh mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. In in essence, it's kind of like you trade in data for benefits, mm-hmm. right? And these benefits are also supposed to stimulate you to live more healthily. Yeah, that's kind of like the, the 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 essence of it. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a whole bunch of layers. Sure. Yeah. Uh, privacy wise. Oh yeah, I mean, I I, I get it. So what I. Um, if I may. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I, 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 so I have mixed feelings about stuff like this Yeah. because part of me likes the idea. I think it's a cool idea. And I think the way that you've described it now with the parameters that you've described seems innocent enough. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's, uh, you know, if, if the insurer themselves only get to see your point balance, I mean, that's something they could use to, that's something that could be abused, but at least they're thinking about the fact that the insurer doesn't get the health data. They only get like 
the derived it's like the, the calculated derivation of the derivation of the abstraction yeah, exactly you know so not the raw data yeah, itself or themselves yeah at the same time i i feel like there are i mean there's always things to consider right so this could be uh such a point point count could be used to mess with your premiums yeah um like you say now the law prohibits insurance companies from charging more or yeah. from denying people um, uh-huh. uh, for because of pre-existing conditions. But I can imagine that this opens the door potentially to changes in the legislation that would maybe allow insurers yeah, definitely. to change that. I mm-hmm. mean, this is one out of other, I think there are other programs like this too. Um, I'm not familiar with them necessarily, but I've, mm-hmm. I've read a bit more about these yeah. Especially through employers, because employers find it very lucrative and important right, to make yeah. sure people aren't calling in sick, More right? It's efficient higher productivity. workers. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um so That's uh, usually like the bottom line. Bottom line. Instead of happier people. Money, money. But maybe maybe some people care about happier yeah. people. Well, happy people are productive workers and they can make us more money. <laughs> no, but I mean, so yeah, we yeah. can they, they, yeah. we can go down a whole rabbit hole about like incentives in a company and like shareholder primacy yeah. and that kind of thing. They already mess with premiums though. In a reverse way, right? It's already happening. They so? they give you discount on your premiums. Yeah, no, that yeah, right. So right. So when and, is and, when at some point like when when is yeah uh, when does what become the baseline? Yeah, so that's 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 the thing. So now it seems okay because it only goes in one direction. Yeah, but if it can go in one direction, then at some point, if they change the law, it can mm-hmm. go to the other direction as well. Yeah. Right? Like if um because. Uh, I know that the the way that retirement funds have typically worked has changed because of the economy. Right. Makes sense. Pension funds now are just so difficult to uh, earn off of that the laws have changed to be more relaxed towards pension companies so that they, for example, don't have to hold as much capital as they used to have to. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, this is the Netherlands that you're talking about. This is the Netherlands. I okay. don't know yeah. how it is in other places, but yeah. um, uh, I just happen to have a little bit of knowledge about this for the Netherlands, and um, it, that changed because of the economy. Because of <clears throat> they used to have like this thing where, uh, basically, with with and maybe this is too much of a rabbit hole, but I'll just briefly do it. Probably so, is. Uh, yeah. So for <laughs> retirement funds, you used to have you have two different main ways to do it. You have yeah. defined, defined contribution and defined benefit. Yeah. Defined benefit was how it used to be. Like uh, your, what you pay into it um, might change, but what you get at the end is always the same. That's fixed. Right. So you know when you turn 65 or whatever, you're going to get a certain amount of money. Yeah. And now it's defined contribution. What you pay up front is what you choose. You can choose to pay more, you can choose to pay less, but what you get at the end is variable. Hmm. And think that wasn't legal right a few years ago and now it is because so of the changed? fact that the economy changed well, what changed in the economy um the economy changed in the sense that a bunch of different things so now they're the 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 population of the the country is well, people are living longer mm-hmm. so there are and, and and birth rates are going down so there are fewer let's say workers generating uh revenue making money in the workforce <clears throat> there are more people who are retired yeah so we have more people who need to be paid out and yeah. less people making money to yeah accommodate that fund of mm. the people that need to be paid out yeah. right so um 
it's becoming an unsustainable, it became at some point an unsustainable proposition. Yeah. And if you want to have a defined benefit, I think you still can, but it's super expensive. Like, Do you know what Hungary's uh, solution to this problem is? Um, Stimulate people to have more kids. It's genius. A lot of countries are doing this. Yeah. We talked about this earlier. Yeah, we did. Yeah, 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 yeah We yeah, talked yeah. about it. But so, so, so how do you- but That's one thing. And also that's the way the economy is and, uh, you know, things have changed, fluctuated. It's not- Bitcoin, you know, all that jazz. And the crash, of course, 2008 had right. a big, uh, you know, yeah. So that kind of stuff. So do you, what kind of thing do you see that could happen with, with, with a program like Vitality? Well, I mean, you touched upon it earlier in the sense that insurance companies- in effect, do the same thing with your premiums that a, a retirement fund or a pension fund would do. Yeah. You pay every month in order to accrue some kind of um, buildup that hopefully you will get out of it later. Um, in a in an insurance company, hopefully you'll never have to cash out because you'll right. never get sick and you never have to go yeah. use, use it. Yeah. Um, but basically what they're doing is they're trying to gather a bunch of money and if they need to pay something out, hopefully it's less than whatever they've gathered. That's well, kind of the risk or the yeah, gamble yeah. that you take as an insurance company. Yeah. So uh, I think um, the profit, the profit is like billions each year. Sure. So it no, seems uh, to work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's, that's right. And yeah. what I see in the States is that the, the, they, the laws that we have in the Netherlands that safeguard people from being excluded for pre-existing conditions yeah. or that kind of thing, those safeguards are in place much less in the United States. So right. there are wildly, so let's, let's say the range of quality between really bad insurance companies and really good ones mm-hmm. is much wider. Right. Um, insurance isn't, health insurance is not mandatory in the United States. So uh-huh. you have a lot of uninsured people. Yeah. Um, and if you are insured, it's no guarantee that you're actually going to get the payout that you need. Mm. Right. So for example, my dad got sick last year. He lives in the States. He lives in the U S and he had to go undergo an operation and it cost thousands of dollars and mm-hmm. his insurance company was supposed to pick it up. But right. they're trying to say now that he had some kind of pre-existing condition and they're trying, and so they refuse to pay. <sighs> so now he's got to go through a lawyer and like this whole thing to try to get them to actually do what they promised to do. And it's a whole deal. It probably costs them more money to hire the lawyer to, to prevent them from paying than it actually costs them to pay it. M- maybe. Probably not though, because I'm thinking that these this kind of calculus, what you're talking about now, That's what they already they've do. already yeah. figured this out, right? So yeah. they think about okay, all the, out of all the people mm-hmm. that we screw over, let's say a certain percentage of those people we project to actually right. do something about it. And yeah. how much is it going to cost to knock down those those things with legal fees yeah. less than whatever we picked in? Blah 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 blah. Okay. Um. So how could that? What what does that have to do with vitality? Is the same a similar thing could happen? For example, here where they say, yeah. okay, we've seen that. Um, because you, you last month, you weren't so active and you got sick now, but the, the whole month before that, you weren't so active. So we're thinking that it has something to do with that. So it's your fault that you're sick. Yeah. We're not going to pay this insurance thing, for example. That, that's a potential danger. And right. of course, I mean, like you mentioned before, there's also privacy. Now they're not sharing it with insurance providers. Now they're not sharing it with your employer, but they could. Yeah, someone is they gathering have the data. data and it's not Apple who says yeah. that they care about privacy. Right. Oh, oh, and also, I mean, because the data are somewhere, yeah, it's not even necessarily privacy, but security could be an issue. Definitely. Let's say yeah. some hacker wants yeah. to cash in all the stuff. Yeah. They can get it and, uh, you know, they can, they can sell it and, and your privacy is then screwed over by someone else who is uh, malicious and wants to, you know, take advantage of it. Yeah. And it's not because of what the insurance company did or whatever, but it's because of, uh, let's say, faulty security or maybe they're storing things. In an unsecure way. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah. No, I remember, I think it was last year, two years ago, I think it was T-Mobile. 
that got uh, found out for storing passwords in plain text in a database, not encrypted at all. Yes. So any hacker that got in there could just see yellow passwords, no problem. Yeah, stupid, stupid little things like that. And why? Probably because they wanted to outsource their IT stuff. And uh, it's cheaper to get someone else yeah. who doesn't think about these things and they, you know, deadlines and everything's fast. Mm. So, so I like to think, Yeah, I like to think mm-hmm. about, or, uh, well, I like to think that's a statement on its own, but I, li- <laughs> I, I like to think that ASR Vitality cares about this because they're also the first insurer that, that really seems to yeah. put uh, their investment money in, in like good places. Yes. This is, it's beautiful what you say. I, I will, I will just say one thing on that because I, I agree with you. Um, but I like to live according to, I like to think a lot about Hanlon's razor. Right. It's a principle, it's a basically a, a decision-making heuristic that says, never attribute to malice what can adequately be explained stupidity, by stupidity. Yeah. But I mean, another way to say that is, uh, you know, it's not like they mean to do bad things, but most of the time people make mistakes. Yeah. And things yeah, can yeah. go wrong, not right. because they intended them to, but, you know. Fair enough. Because yeah, it just yeah. happens. But of course you can, you can like safeguard against stupidity and some. Yeah. I mean, but of course, like, what was it two years ago, the whole internet went down because of some Amazon engineer pressed the wrong button and like the whole, the half of, half of the internet is hosted in Amazon uh, servers. Uh, uh, so yeah, I mean, wah, they probably wah. had some safeguards in place. Sure. But let's, let's talk about this in a little bit of a, a positive light yeah. before we dive into the, or, or get back to the privacy stuff. Cool. Um, how is it supposed to help the user? Like how, what is your, cause you said you like this kind of program before, like, how do you feel about this and how do you think that it helps? I mean, prevention, what, is it, what do they say? A one ounce of prevention is better than 10 pounds of a cure. Like if we can, wow. if we can stimulate an entire population yeah. of people to just live healthier lives for themselves, mm-hmm. that's great, right? Yeah. When we can, we can all live more fulfilling lives, we're, we're less tired, we have more energy, we, we feel better during the day, we feel more empowered, we feel... Um, uh, that we, we we live more meaningfully, more with more intention. Mm. This would be amazing if if ASR Vitality would be some one of the bricks that built this this framework or this foundation upon which we could live this healthy, preventative life. That's and really you say cool. If I mean, we've talked about about these different caveats and what could what could potentially go wrong. Yeah. But um, you know, if if we're looking at it in the positive way, if mm-hmm. it turns out well, yeah, this could be one potential factor. In a in a social movement, because mm-hmm. this one, this by itself, this kind of program by itself won't do it. How so? Um, there are a lot of other factors at play. So, I was actually talking with my wife Hester about this in the car on the way here, mm. and uh, I was I was thinking about the fact that being able to move more. And being able to do 20 minutes of exercise every day mm-hmm. is something of a luxury. And I mean it like this. If you're working three jobs and you've got a bunch of kids and you don't have super lot of income, right? then it's hard to buy fresh vegetables every day mm-hmm. and cook a healthy meal at home, which yeah. would be the ideal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, so... People who would need an intervention or some kind of program like this the most, the way it's set up now doesn't benefit them as much as it should. So it helps people who are already able to be healthy without necessarily taking away some of the barriers that people face who might need even more help. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's cheaper and easier to go to McDonald's and get food for your family <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. than it is to go to the, go to the supermarket and you know you have to spend time buying the fresh things and and you have to go there every day because fresh stuff you know it it, it goes bad and uh, you know what I mean you can't. Mm-hmm. But processed foods, for example, are cheaper to make yeah, because they last longer. So, yeah, so, um, yeah. You can you can buy them in bulk. You know, you can have a, a, a big uh, a stash of processed things at home, and it's no problem. Yeah, they can. But those are less healthy. They right? keep longer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So these those things are more systemic issues, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that ASR or DITSO or any kind of insurance company, it's not their responsibility to fix these things. No. But until those things are fixed, addressed, yeah. or mitigated. Mm-hmm then the actual societal problem won't go away. Could it be could it be a start of something? Yeah, I hope so. Right? I hope so. Yeah. But then there's a so yes, it, I hope this could work out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not pun intended. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> but it's not easy. And no. I'm sensitive to the challenges and the, the trade-offs involved here because Let's say we try to go down the extreme road of health, right? Mm. Then you would potentially have a situation where you have a paternalistic state that mandates that paternalistic you, state. Paternalistic state. It's basically the the state who it's like a parent. It's like a parent, exactly like a parent. Okay. They know better than you, and they're they're making laws right. that make you be healthy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. It's the opposite of Wally. That, yeah, that in and of itself, certain like there's it. That's okay to a point, but then we have individual freedoms and and, and individual autonomy that need mm-hmm. to be respected. And yeah. so at some point, like this, uh, one of the big things a few years ago was that in New York City, the mayor outlawed soft drinks. Like right. sugary drinks, yeah. bigger than a certain size. Because yeah. people were getting, you know, these big fat buckets of two liters freaking yeah, Coke. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like 89 <laughs> uh, cents and it's super cheap. Yeah. You know, so everyone's getting this big ass and Coke. free refills. Free refills and, you know. And so, it, like, the way that they did it is it's, it's okay now. You can get a small Coke mm-hmm. and you can refill it as much as you want. But right. the idea behind it was that you wouldn't drink so much because, you, you know, your cup's smaller. So it's like. You have to move. You actually have to get up and get the refill, you know what I mean? So it's not like banning Coke, but it makes it a little bit harder. Well, Coke's banned. Well, cocaine is banned, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which would somehow help you lose weight, maybe, but no. (laughs) At what cost? At what cost, Brian? Yeah, no, but so the debate there is like, okay, how how much authority are we going to accept from the state who tells us what we can and cannot do, even if it's maybe in our own good? That kind of thing. Or, you know, yeah. raising taxes on cigarettes is mm-hmm. like a, a thing about that. Yeah. And, you know, for example, the state could now say, we ban cigarettes in the whole country. Yeah. You know, that, I don't want to say if that's, that's good or that's bad. I would personally like it, but I, you know what I mean? I, actually, you know what? Yeah. I, I think that would be a step too far. Um, but it would, it would like help maybe if people couldn't smoke, then, you know, mm-hmm. you all, a lot of the, yeah. <laughs> In a very, very, it's like a, a, you know, kind of throwing an atomic bomb at a, to kill a fly or something like that. It's like a, you know, very unelegant solution to a problem. But then you're, I think what we'd be giving up for the the sake of good health would be, you know, personal autonomy and freedom. There's like a line is what okay, I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's, not, it's not clear So cut. If, if we, if we, go, if we go back to the mm. episode that we did with Philip, with yeah. Philip Yordanov, yeah. we were talking about sheeple, mm-hmm. right? Like people that need to kind of be like 
they need to be guided. There's because that's what you're saying, right? It's like in a um, you're saying that someone needs to kind of, or, or you're saying that there's a fine line between uh, between someone telling you what's good for you and actually like making good for you mandatory, right? So. Now I think you're getting to the very core of it, which is I, which I really like. So, if we put it back in terms, I'm glad you brought up Philip because mm. um, it's about behavior change in the end. Yeah, we want people to live healthier lives. That's very true. And but mandating why? something is one way. Yeah. Another way would be to change the choice architecture around the different choices we can make. So, for example, what has happened in the uh, I think all over the world now is that cigarettes have gotten a lot more expensive right. because the government has put taxes on them. Yeah. And they're not banned. They're just way more expensive, mm-hmm. which I think makes sense, especially if, and I'm, I'm saying this, uh, by the way, as a caveat, I, I bought a pack of cigarettes today. I don't smoke uh, all the time, but every now and then, you know, I, pff, I like to, Esther. I like to indulge. <laughs> I told her already, but, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, 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 if you think so, that Brian shouldn't do this, hit him up on Twitter. Ah, <laughs> but yeah, so if, for example, we say something like um, smoking is a public health academ- uh, epidemic, I'm just right. you know putting something forward, and this is maybe something that maybe they debated in uh, Parliament or something like this, and they say, okay, so public health epidemic, what can do about this? Um, it's putting a big burden on the healthcare system. Because everyone has to pay insurance, it's making everyone's insurance get more expensive because people who smoke a lot mm-hmm. are uh, 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 getting more payouts from insurance, uh, the, the insurance system. What can we do? So if we make cigarettes more expensive, <clears throat> you can still buy cigarettes. You just have to pay more. So it changes the choice architecture. It raises the barrier a little bit higher yeah. so that you can still do it. You just have to try harder. So maybe your you triggered something with me, maybe because I said that did so, right? So one of the um, the yeah. daughter companies of ASR, your insurer, my insurer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they are actually quite affordable this year, and they cover a lot, and they're also investing that in green stuff. Cool. So there's for me, there's these three points that are like, okay, ding, ding, ding. I don't yeah. see why you wouldn't get their insurance, uh, right? Of course. Um, but I was thinking maybe they are this affordable because they're already planning on these cost benefits from the Vitality program. Like even if 10,000 people are joining mm-hmm. this year, right? I don't know. They, I, I think they have about 200,000 insurers last year. I, yeah. I saw some numbers somewhere. Uh, let's see if I can find that really fast. Da, 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 yeah, 330,000 insurers Boom. last year. Yeah. Um, so maybe they're already calculating these cost uh, benefits. Right. And so what happens then if, for example... A company like Ditso, I'm not saying they're going to do this. I don't know anyone at Ditso. I'm just uh, mm-hmm. speaking speculatively now, yeah. right? So what happens after this program is a raging success Yeah, and you get um, Ditso insurance for, I don't know, three, bu- three euro 50 a month. Mm-hmm. You know, it's super, yeah. super cheap because of the fact they were, be able to, they were able to lower their costs and lower the risk and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, they then have a lot of capital over, left over. Uh, to be able to lobby the government to change the law so that they can actually deny people who right. they whom they don't want to be in there because they say, well, okay, if we let certain people in who are just a higher risk, then we're going to have to raise our premiums. We're not going to be competitive anymore. But that's interesting because you're anymore. pretending like that, that, that lobbying doesn't happen right now already. Maybe it does. I just don't know. It, it happens. Yeah. Oh, like absolutely. We, we can say with, all, of course, we don't know, but we can say with like a like a pretty 
big uh, certainty that ha- yeah. lobbying happens, yeah. right? And um, but okay, if I go back to your uh, yeah. choice architecture, mm. I thought that you were going to talk about like these rewards that you could get on a weekly basis. Like that's changing your choice architecture, ah, that's right? Because like, you're doing this positively. Like you're deciding, like I want more stuff or I want to donate mm-hmm. things. Um, and we can get into like how it's working for me so yeah. far, but like there's benefits to moving actual benefits, like, uh, like very short term benefits. And yeah. of course, as most humans tend to like short term benefits yeah. more yeah. than long term benefits. Yes. Right. So, True. so this is a short term way to get to long term benefits, which is, which is very interesting to me. And yes. it's a cha- is that like a, a changing the, the architecture of choice? Absolutely. Um, one thing that, so any, <clears throat> I, I work a lot with for design for behavior change and and uh, did a lot of work in healthcare and stuff like this. And one of the <clears throat> potential pitfalls, something that when whenever you're creating or designing a system like this that incentivizes certain behaviors or maybe even disincentivizes others, is that um, in some way there becomes the incentive to cheat. Yes. So if I yeah, really, yeah. really, 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 really want this I, uh, yeah. Apple Watch or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. I there I think you can actually go on Alibaba Express or whatever and like look for little machines where you can put your your watch on it and it'll move it around as if you're running. Mm-hmm. But you're not. It's it's a little machine that's doing yeah, it for yeah. you. So you're earning the points. Yeah. And but what then, about the heart rate though? Uh I don't know. I'm sure that someone will figure out a okay, way. It's just sure. light pulses and you know, you'll, someone will figure out how to make that mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. Um but then if you can cheat, yeah. Then uh this can incentivize all kinds of other sort of uh, black market things. I can imagine what if there's some student <clears throat> who's very fit and he says, look, give me your watch. He's wearing, you know, he or she is wearing like six different uh, watches on, on their wrist, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, going yeah. for yeah, a yeah, run yeah. and then yeah. they give back the watches and yeah. then he's, this person's collecting all these points for all these other people. Good for them. Uh, yeah, for, good. The, for the person who does sure, it. Sure. Good for, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, making so business. this person is earning money. Yeah. They're making the business. But what's happening is that the people who are supposedly now low risk yeah. are actually getting more high the risk. Same, uh, they're either they're lazy or now well, I don't want to say they're lazy, but they're not they're not getting the health benefits of the movement, which right. is then not but, having the risk. Uh, man, but how do you okay effect? Yeah, no, no yeah. But uh, of course, I mean, this is this sounds like you should um, not do it because of these outliers. And um, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't. I'm just trying to say this is. This is a potential thing. This is right. something that, that yeah, but one how realistic needs to is it that like everyone will start doing this? I don't think everyone will. No. But uh and and how bad is it if some people do it, right? This is a well, this is a calculus that um an insurance company would might have to make, right? So mm. if we take the whole body of everyone who is insured at Ditso, yeah, who is part of ASR Vitality. Yes. Then you have a certain let's say that they, they, there's a certain percentage who are cheating. Mm-hmm. let's say it's one percent or whatever i don't know one two percent it's always Not the one so percent sure yeah. <laughs> the one percent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i love you bernie um <laughs> <laughs> oh i get it now bernie sanders okay uh so if let's say some one percent is, is cheating or whatever yeah um then they are going to at some point be getting reimbursed for some kind of health intervention or some kind of uh, health care yeah. that they would have gotten that they normally wouldn't have gotten otherwise if they would have actually followed the same 
if they would have been running as much as the system thinks that they're running, right? Yeah. So they get all these benefits and they get all the 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 discount and stuff. Yeah. But they cost the insurance company more than the yeah. insurance company has planned for. Yes. Right. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. what that would mean is yeah. that either the insurance company is very nice to everyone and says, "Well, we'll just eat these extra costs mm-hmm. and we'll leave your premium alone." Yeah. But what's much more likely is that everyone else will have to pay a higher premium be, to offset this risk that the insurance company is taking. So in that sense, the 1%, their behavior is screwing over the 99% who mm-hmm. are yeah. having to compensate for that. Right. And that, in a nutshell, is <laughs> capitalism today. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, okay, I get your, I get your point. Um, and I also kind of want to move away from this because... No, good. Because <laughs> this Less. isn't like talking about outliers as opposed to the benefits for the, the yeah. majority. Right, the sure. people that are trying to do this, or and I mean, I can also imagine that it doesn't work for some people because for me, the first three weeks just meh, just sucked because I, um, my Apple Watch mm-hmm. it was in there, it was in repair, um, or I got replaced and it took a while. Yeah, and um, so what happens to your points in that sense? Well, I don't earn them. my phone was counting steps, but I don't have my phone on me at all the time, so oh, I yeah. leave it like on my desk or stuff. So I, I tried yeah. taking it with me, which. It was actually like a negative, uh, a negative effect on me because I don't like having my phone at me all the time, right. especially when I go to the toilet. Yeah, because then I do the mindless infinity pool scrolling of yeah. LinkedIn oh, or God. Instagram or. Um, That's really bad for your for your body, by the way, and your mental health. Yeah. So, but doing it on the toilet's really bad for you. What? Playing with your phone on the toilet's not good. Why is that bad for your body? Because the cognitive. The cognitive load of messing with your phone yeah. takes away um, oxygen and energy from the parts of your body that need to work while you're on the toilet. Okay. So it makes it harder for things to work then and you have to stay there longer. So then it's then a good get... thing that I've uh, made a, a conscious effort to leave my phone outside of the bathroom. Yes. Very good. Um, but I was noticing this during the first three weeks of vitality. Yeah. It was like, okay, I'm not getting my points. I just, I didn't yeah. get any points because it wasn't counting. Because you need to get 7,500 steps every day to get 50 points. Yeah. So the thing that you were talking about where you have cheaters with, with who do the step count, you have to have 15,000 steps to get 200 points. And that's the maximum for step count. Or you can get more points um, when you do heart rate and exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so that what you just mentioned is a system failure in that sense. What do you mean? Because if all the, if the points rest on you having the watch with you at all times yeah. and you don't, yeah. then you're the, basically the way that they're met, this is like internal, internal validity, validity the problem, um, is that the, the measure, actually, well, maybe it's an external validity problem, but basically what the way that they're measuring it isn't accurately reflecting what they're actually trying to measure. So the measurement. Yeah, I get what you're you know saying. What I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but still, I mean. So you're I mean, healthier even, than they thought you were because you, you were moving around more. Yeah. They but, just didn't see it because you didn't have to watch. But that's that's always with these standardized systems, right? So they have a questionnaire yeah, where they yeah. ask you like how many times a week you eat fried foods such as chicken nuggets, um, schnitzels, um, what is it like? Other types of greasy foods, and then and then crisps. And <gasps> no, I'm like, vi- I'm, fried ve- is a free vegan fried chicken. Does that count? No. Well, I mean, it wasn't on there. But uh, <laughs> the thing is, these 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 questionnaires basically ask yeah. you a lot of questions, like, do you eat meat? Mm-hmm. Like like frikandella, that sort of thing. And then Ooh. there's some crisps in there as well. Well, I I eat I eat crisps sometimes. Yeah. So I answered like honestly, and I was like, well, <laughs> what the fuck? How does so so I got a 
the the first time I answered this this uh, lifestyle questionnaire mm-hmm. with like basic food, basic exercise, like how many times you, uh, a week do you drink sugary stuff? Yeah, yeah, that sort of things. I got a vitality age of thirty five, and I'm twenty eight years old, and I was like, how, dude? You're not asking if I'm vegan. You're not asking, like, so you're asking these standardized questions, right? I I can imagine, yeah, maybe maybe that's hubris, but. I think there's there's definitely some science that says people who eat a plant based diet or who eat vegan yeah. uh, are healthier than their meat eating counterparts. Yeah. Right? It's another it's another example of this systemic failure in the sense that external validity isn't uh, exactly isn't high. right. So so they have to start somewhere, and yeah. that's what yeah. I'm. That's basically the point I'm driving home with this, right? Because I mean, your Apple Watch, like, how accurate is that? It, so today it says I, I've had like uh, what is it fourth, and let's let's see, let's have a look my step count for today. Dun, 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 just filling the space. Dun, dun, dun. So 6,284 steps today, right? Like how yeah. accurate is that? It could be off like 200 or 300 steps. Yeah. So of course there's there's a margin of error there. But anyway, so I think it's interesting that they you can get points just by steps. So if you only have a phone, you can get points, right? And there's people who carry their phones with them. I, I think it fits with today's society, right? There's a lot of people that carry their phone with them. Mm-hmm. Um. And then of course, they have the cashback program for activity watches, right? For the Fitbit and the Apple Watch, because they wanna they wanna collect the heart rate data. Yeah, it's that simple, I guess. Um, so I mean, okay, just I, I want to be yeah. very clear in saying I'm not I'm not trying to diss the the this project. I'm not trying to say that it's bad or no, it no, should no, be yeah. done. I'm just saying it's it's, and I, I agree with you. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, sure. The the thing that we need to watch out for or that this or a system like this would have to watch out for. And I'm thinking this from the perspective of a, let's say you're a designer or you're a, a, a systems designer or uh, someone yeah, who's yeah, trying yeah. to figure out yeah. how to, how to make these rules work. Yeah. You know, the, like the game mechanics, let's yeah. say of the, of this system. Mm-hmm. Um, if whenever the thing becomes really important, yeah. like if there, if there's a higher risk or a higher impact mm-hmm. of um, a bad measurement, then it becomes tricky. Does um, that make sense? Uh, can I try and name an example? Yeah. Okay. So, so I got the 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 was it the vitality age of thirty five? Yes. And I was like, okay, fuck this, I'm mm-hmm. out. I don't need this negativity in my life right now. Yeah. That that by itself, just this score that was that seemed completely off to me. Which yeah. I mean, of course, it it can be completely right, right? Because I do mm-hmm. eat crisps once or twice a week. Yeah, but. Um, right. <laughs> but, yeah. but the thing is like, is that like one of those examples where like the, the, the data or the, the, the conclusion they derive from the data is so negative that it has a negative benefit or it has a negative effect? Y- yes. So, uh, I like to think about these things in terms of four facets. So ethical, I like to look at four, four different, let's say pillars of ethical design. Um, and this is highly based on the, the indie ethical design framework uh, that I slightly changed a little bit. So basically, ethical design respects your uh, safety, your human rights, um, your privacy, and your experience. And so what you're just telling me now feels to me like, and I don't want to say it's unethical, but the consequence of this score Mm -hmm. means that you had a negative feeling about yourself. They were like, Saying that you have a uh, the health score, the health age of someone far older than who, what you actually are, yeah, and so that doesn't feel good. And no. you had a moment of that. Fuck this, you know, yeah. like you're you're feeling bad. It's not nice. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it failed 
the responsibility to your experience, you know, psychologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Maybe not for you, but for someone else, maybe this could be a, a very hard pill to swallow. It could, you know, it could get it was pretty hard for me. I was like, well, what, what, who are you to say this? Yeah. Like yeah. you're asking the wrong questions. Yeah. And then I noticed like how defensive I got. Yeah. So let's say, let's say, um, you know, if, if you, if you are someone who has self-esteem issues, for example, mm-hmm. this could be really heavy, a hard hitting thing yeah. to, to see, Yeah, you know? And it's not, and it doesn't coach or anything. No, it doesn't. That's the, so that's right. So what you're saying now is a mitigation strategy would be able to, would be to like coach this thing or another mitigation strategy would be if you could give some extra information or, you know, stuff like this. So in their defense, Mm -hmm. they do give it, they say, so, so these are the, 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 the topics or the the things that you score badly on and you can change them like with some very basic information, like how to change it. But it it seems very, very crude. Yeah. But like I said, I'm not, I'm not trying to diss this thing. I'm just, I'm talking more in, in terms of like higher level, Mm -hmm. a similar situation. What kind of thing could you think about? Yeah. Um, so for for you it wasn't so bad because you know you're you're a pretty confident guy it, and this, also very curious. Yeah, this sucked for you, but you're curious, so you wanted to figure out figure mm-hmm. it out, and you did it anyway, so it's okay. But and you can do you can go back into the questionnaire and change your answers. So I'm 28 years old now. Yeah, in the app as well. Yeah, but so <laughs> the cheating okay. thing is interesting, right? Yeah, it's, it's there. Yeah. It's already there. Yeah, absolutely. It, it incentivizes uh, you know false yeah false answers. Um, but what if the consequences were bigger? Mm-hmm. So. I, when I, uh, when my wife and I bought a car last year, we needed to get car insurance. And when I wanted to get car insurance, I was living in a, an apartment building. So it's one address with, um, you know what I mean? You have like the, the, the door address of the building. Yeah. It's like 22 and then, and then A, B, C, D. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of thing. But <clears throat> what happened was someone in the building, I don't know what it was. They, they weren't, I, I didn't want them to tell me who it was or what they did, but the, I, I had, I was denied at first. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, so I called up and I said, you know, what's going on? They said, yes, your roommate, um, we want to prevent that your roommate will be getting this car because, uh, your roommate did some really terrible shit in the past. I was like, wait a second. My wife is a clean record. This is bull crap. <laughs> there's, there's no way <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's like yeah, a yeah. really safe, good driver. Um, but then I, I asked a little bit more and they said, well, okay, it's because at, at this address number 34, you know, someone living there has a, a something on their record. And I said, well, mm. hold on a second. It's not a, it's not a house. This is an apartment building. So someone in a different apartment did there some kind of thing. There are a lot of drawn conclusions there. Yeah. And the, 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 basically to, to bring it back as an analog to the ASR vitality thing is that they're, let's say their cr- criteria for measurement. Yeah. They're trying to understand what the risks are in my household and the way that they measured that was by using the the address. Yeah. But what happened was there was a, whoever hap, whoever did that in the past didn't add the, the letter or the, the oh, apartment number. Right. So basically everyone in the whole building had this like big red <laughs> X on their thing. Like don't yeah, give yeah. auto insurance to anyone here because yeah. this, they're a huge risk. You know what I mean? And luckily I was able to call and I spent like a whole afternoon figuring this crap out. And it was like, mm, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, it's just calling, you know, not a big deal, annoyance, but yeah, it because time. it worked out. But if it didn't work out, then yeah. I'd be screwed, mm-hmm. right? And this is what happens a lot with with more vulnerable populations. Let's say, again, the the fictitious person that represents a lot of people, someone who would have three jobs and have a bunch of kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't have time to be calling, spending an afternoon calling uh, some insurance thingies and blah blah blah, whatever. No. You know, I just happen to have that luxury, but they someone like that wouldn't. So they might never 
they might just accept this and say, mm-hmm. well, there's nothing I can do about it. And they just might never yeah. get car insurance, for example. And then yeah. when something would happen, then they don't have any insurance. So they mm-hmm. would have to pay the whole thing out of pocket. Let's oh, say yeah, someone yeah, else yeah, runs yeah. into them, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Okay. So the, the cons- basically the, the risk profile of a mistake yeah. is interesting to know from beforehand. Mm-hmm. Whenever you create a system as much as possible, of course, we're humans. We can't mm-hmm. see the future. But as much as possible in creating a system like this, we need to figure out what, in what ways can we put people at risk when we make a mistake? If something doesn't work, mm-hmm. what could possibly go wrong? And sometimes it's not a big deal. Sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. we just piss off Yoast. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it makes a podcast about it. The 50 people pod- here. Right, exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we lose one customer. <laughs> <laughs> but we, they didn't, uh, thankfully, because, you know, you, you no, maybe kept a on listener dinner. goes like, oh, okay, I was thinking about this and now I'm not. Screw not that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> No, but now now they know how to fit. You said you can just change your answers and then you'll be fine. I actually have a bunch of stuff that in the app that I need. I want your opinion on them. Oh, great. On, on, on things. So for, for one, um, there is no auto sync with Apple Health. And I was thinking like, hmm. so whenever you do exercise, right? Uh, and step count. So basically I have an iPhone, so I have Apple Health and that collects all the step count, heart rate data, exercise stuff, that sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, now... I'm not sure how it works, but I can imagine that there are APIs or ways of connecting to Apple Health that does. Well, actually, yeah, there are. Okay, so so for example, Headspace mm-hmm. does this app for meditation for mind, mindfulness. They are able to collect your heart rate, so they can tell. Okay, this is your heart rate before Headspace, and this is after. Mm. You give them permission to look into your uh, Apple Health storage, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to do anything about that, but with uh, Vitality, you have to manually sync this every time that you want data inside of the app. Now, of course, there's some pros and cons for this, mm-hmm. but what I what they also do is they hide the sync button in like a four or five click step process, right? So it's not so much like, okay, so we weren't able to connect this, so we put this big this big red button for you to think about every single time yeah. that you want the data. Like we put it right there on the main screen. No, no, no. We hit it <laughs> behind like four or five clicks, mm-hmm. right? So I I can only think about the negative stuff here. Like there's some, some yeah. s- like s- for them to 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 not have your data so they don't have to give you the discounts, right? But that, that for me, that beats the purpose of having this program in the first place. Like are you just, are you trying to get 350 a month from people that are in this program? Uh-huh. What's the, what's the thing here? I, I In a situation like this, I think I defer to Hanlon's razor. I don't think it was intentional. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? It was it's probably just some bad feature, design. It, it, I don't know necessarily bad design, bad but design. you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a priority. You know how these things work. You have a backlog of features and you have stuff that you got to do and, you know, someone's got to build it and someone's got to design it and you have to have a flow and you have to have someone implement the, you know, the, the, the designs in code and you have to like build it and you have to like update the app and all these kind of things. Maybe this was just low on their priorities and they thought... But this lot- app has been, this this program has been running worldwide with 10 million users. Sure. No, I, I get that. But basically, the reality of things like this is they have a, 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 they have a budget. They have a certain amount of money per month or whatever that they can spend on developing yeah. the different touch points. The yeah. app, the website, all these different oh, things, sorry. right? Yeah. And... The way that these things usually work, especially in an, like an agile environment, is that they have a backlog of different features and they mm-hmm. look at the business value of each feature. Right. And the business value could be, and this is a common, here we're getting into a little bit of agile theory, but a, a, 
a common misconception of business value is that it's only about money, mm-hmm. but business value could be something about experience or how, how someone, right. know, the customer likes the thing. Yeah. But I can imagine that, for example, if they added, if there was some feature that says like, you know, make it super easy to sync with Apple Health or sync with Apple Health, blah, blah, blah. And they, they maybe deprioritize this because of it doesn't uh, have a high business value for them. And, and maybe it's just super hard. I don't know how difficult it is to implement with the API from uh, Apple Health. I don't know. So maybe their cost-benefit ratio of doing it was not such that mm-hmm. it became a priority for them. I'm just trying to think about from their perspective, right? Well, yeah. Well, so, so did I. Yeah. I came to the conclusion that it's bad design. <laughs> no, okay. Well, well, no, but okay. I, th- I think you're, you're entitled t- to that. I think, you're, I think your stance to this is interesting. And mm. I, 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 it must have been something like this, right? It, it, it uh, either yes. got forgotten or someone said like, oh, well, it's pretty hard. And sure. like, it's, it's too much of an effort right now. Like yeah. effort impact, right? Th- that sort of thing. Or maybe it's on the roadmap. You know, maybe the integration with Apple Health will come later. So they said, okay, let's put a sync button in there. Um, but then why hide it? Yeah. It but, is so, it's so bad. Yeah. So, uh, m- m- you know, maybe someone came in there and it said, okay, we, we, we should implement this feature for now. Let's have an option to do it manually. Um, but the way that the, I don't know, the design system or how they figured it out or their infer- their like interaction architecture, they didn't want to put a button somewhere. So they were like, okay, we can put something in the overflow menu somewhere in the, the settings. O- it should be on the home screen. Yeah. Look, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I agree with you. Okay. But it's, it's again, also, maybe it's also about choice architecture. Maybe they don't want to incentivize this for some reason. Exactly. That, that's what it seems it like could to also me, be. right? And yeah. I'm, I'm not completely talking out of my ass here because I've worked on a, on a healthcare no, app. No, you're talking out of your mouth. Yes, exactly. I'm talking Thankfully. out of my mouth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would have been more bassy if I were talking from the other side. <laughs> Anyway, oh I've, t- I've worked on a, on a, on a, on a yeah. healthcare app yeah. with yeah. one programmer, Yeah, right? We were able to push out features left and right. Um, so it's, I mean, and, and we were a two man team and these kinds of features do not. Okay. I'm renting. Yeah, but I'm this renting. Is a different, but this is a different, this is, of course. there's a different context. It's, it's totally different. It's apples and oranges. It is Apple's, Apple's health. Apples and Googles. Apples and Googles. <laughs> and Apples and Googles and Nikes and, and, <laughs> and, and Garmin's and, okay, oh, yeah. okay, but, so what kind of people do you think that joined this program? Uh, I don't, I, I, I don't know. They probably have people who are healthy already, I guess, for now. Hmm. I'm guessing. Right. Maybe, or people who are either healthy or healthy curious, who are already interested. Yeah. You know what I mean? If we think about the, Cost benefit. Trans theoretical model of behavior change. You have these different stages and the first stage is awareness. You have to understand that, that if you want to make a behavior change, right. you have to understand that you want to change something. Yeah. You can't motivate someone who's not motivated. They have to have it somewhere yeah, before you can get yeah, them to change. Yeah, yeah. So I'm assuming, and this is just a big assumption on my part, big speculation. I have no data to back this up. It's probably, it feels to me like something that you or I would use who are pretty healthy anyway. And it's like, if we're going to be healthy anyway, we might as well earn a little bit of money out of yeah, this. Yeah, that was my thinking. Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it goes back to, and then actually if I, if I can inject something from, uh, Hester asked me a good question in the car earlier about this because when we, we talked about it as part of preparation for this episode. Yeah. And she asked me, okay, as a designer working in a place like this, what should one do? Right? Playing devil's advocate and thinking working in, in terms place of- like what? In a place like this, ASR, right. like, you know, working on the app or working the on the app or working on the platform, you know, someone who needs to, to design the system itself. Yeah. What, 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 what should you do as a person working there? What's your responsibility? Put the sync button on the home screen. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. So if you're working on something like this, not this necessarily. Put but, an async button on a home screen. <laughs> or have it done automatically. Yeah, have it there done automatically. Yeah. Right. Um, but basically my response to that was one should always ask why. Yeah. Like what's the actual higher order objective that you're trying to achieve here? Yeah. Is it that the company simply wants to be able to price out competitors by offering a cheaper health insurance so that they can poach other people from other insurance companies to their insurance company. Mm -hmm. And one way to facilitate that is to put the system in place where they can mitigate their risk so that they can offer lower premiums. Right. That's one way. Yeah. That could be a, like a business strategic decision. Definitely. Another thing, thinking in a more generous way, would they, they really believe that they want to make the world and at least the Netherlands or other countries a healthier places. They want people to be healthier and live better lives. Yeah, and one it doesn't exclude be. the other. It doesn't, but if you got to figure out where to focus first, right? right. So if the focus uh, is see. really you want to make people healthier and you want to, you know, make the whole mm -hmm. thing, then maybe there's other things other than this particular system that you could do mm -hmm. that, I'm just, you know, whatever could, could uh, address some of these more systemic issues, right? What if a company like this, if they're so big and they have so many people, what if they would give um, discount vouchers to healthier food in the supermarket? Right, yeah, yeah. To they look at maybe some of the things or the barriers towards or, or away from healthy behavior that people have. Mm -hmm. Why are people not being healthy? Well, yeah. then they start addressing those things, and maybe it doesn't necessarily have to do with their insurance. Mm -hmm. But for them, in the long run, it would help because it would reduce the risk in the population, so that they wouldn't have to be paying out so much healthcare money. Yeah. For example. Yeah, yeah. And so basically thinking about objectives, you know? Yeah. And very concretely as as a designer, what's what we should always be doing in the beginning of a project or even if it's not in the beginning but whenever is look at what objectives there are mm. and what are the key results of that. So OKRs um what's the actual objective of this thing and how would we measure it? So is the is, is the objective healthier population mm -hmm. or, or is the objective that we can lower our premiums right and which one is which and then mm -hmm. based on if so if, again going into the example of someone working at this place based on the answer that one would get out of that then you can make the choice for yourself is mm -hmm. this a place where i want to help them achieve this objective mm -hmm. or is this not an objective that i want to work to support yeah you know what i mean right that's one thing and another thing would be to consider all these other, ex like what they would call externalities. You know what I mean? How, if, if something goes wrong, what, what ways are we putting which people at risk? What are the, what are the, some of the vulnerabilities? How can mm -hmm. this go wrong for Yoast? How yeah, can I this think, go wrong for people? I think there's people? definitely a lot to do more there, especially explain yeah. where your points come from and why they're varied, for example, right? Because you get very, you get variable weak goals mm -hmm. and it's explained on the website somewhere, but there's so much information and I'm, I'm, I'm a clever guy. Yeah. I had to dig through everything. Mm. Um, but it's really funny because they are super, super, super thorough. Because, for example, uh, in the Netherlands, we do a lot of biking. Yeah. Um, but for right now, like they say, you do exercise, right? So so you activate your Apple Watch or your Fitbit when you do like running or mm -hmm. exercising in the gym or whatever. But how do you measure biking? So I thought I found a loophole somewhere. It's like, because my Apple Watch does cycling as well. Mm -hmm. And then it just measures your heart rate and it tells you your average speed. But whatever, the heart rate is important, right? So if I go somewhere I'm on, on my bike uh, and I go there for like 30 minutes and, and 
um, I could for I could get points for just riding my bicycle, yeah. and that's yeah. exercise. Then, right, as long as my heart rate is high enough for like sixty mm-hmm. percent of my maximum heart rate. But the thing was, like in Eindhoven, uh, where I bike most, like I bike when I bike, I do it in Eindhoven, or even if I go to a different city, I, I get a bike. I don't cycle for more than twenty minutes, right? Because if it's farther away, I'll, I'll look for a different mobility option usually. Sure. Yeah. So I was like, how do I how do I do this, right? And then. On their website, they say, well, you can just start your activity tracker. And then when you enter a building and you go up the stairs, just keep it running and end it. As long as your average heart rate is above 60 or 70% of your maximum age, you get points for that. And it's okay. like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and they also say that they're looking into uh, like measuring biking in, mm-hmm. a, in a more automated way. But they say that right now it's too sensitive for cheating. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, there's, there's still a lot of... Uh, improvements to be but done this is yeah so this is a and thinking in systems thinking again this is yeah. a dependency that asr and ditso have on um and uh, yeah this is a callback to an earlier episode we had about industrial revolution fourth industrial revolution mm-hmm. where it sounded like the networked age yeah where so many things are, are interconnected so now basically the choices that fitbit and apple make in the way that they measure activity yeah. on their watches yeah. has influence on your insurance premium via no, these other things. No, it doesn't. I was well, thinking about this earlier. It yeah, doesn't. but if it if it automatically would, if it automatically detects cycling, yeah, then that's a that has a difference. Right. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And the way that the the things calibrated, you know, the way that yeah. the, the sensitivity of the heart rate measurement and stuff, and how generous it is, if it's going to say you're cycling or not. Exactly. Or some things. Um, I think because I I think my I have a Withings, and I think if I bike less than 10 minutes or if i run less than 10 minutes it doesn't count as a running activity yeah yeah it's just like oh i just sprinted to the bus or whatever yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. it doesn't count automatically i can yeah. still add it but yeah. it's not automatically and it has to be after yeah. 10 minutes yeah um so these choices these like design yeah, choices have enough. influence yeah, i see on what that. you mean yeah yeah, yeah i was th- i was thinking um because it doesn't do it automatically most of the time especially mm. biking it has a hard time recognizing that but you're right Biking's Once it, tricky yeah. if, it, if it recognizes it yeah because your hand is just floating through yeah. space basically because it's we very were, smoothly yeah. floating from A to B. Yeah. We were working on the Philips Health Watch. We, had, we were thinking about this. What's the algorithm? Like, how do you figure out with the accelerometer that someone's biking? Like, yeah. what's the directionality? Well, not driving and, uh, a car. Yeah. Yeah. For example, or just, uh, you know, on an escalator. Or like a walking, <laughs> yeah, yeah. walking bridge. It's a very Chippewa, long you know? escalator. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like 30 minutes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> now, this is, a, I think this is a topic. Or other uh, hand movement activities. I feel like we, you're insinuating. We won't, we won't some, get into that. <laughs> uh, that doesn't sound. That doesn't seem like biking to me. I don't know. What are you, what are you doing? Your bicycle, man. <laughs> okay. Um, now this is this is definitely a topic that I can I can talk a lot about about the vitality program. <laughs> oh, 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 Brian. Um, and I think now that now that we've talked about it for a while, I think ASR uh, the vitality team has thought a lot about the system behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, how do we accredit points? How do we measure stuff? Like, what it kind of data are like we getting? It. Yeah, it and sounds they, like it. The front yeah. end mm-hmm. needs a little bit more attention. The explanation sure. of where the data comes from, okay. where the points yeah. come from, that, that sort of stuff. That makes sense. But I will say this. I think the way that you've explained it now, yeah. you don't get money. You don't get, like, money, money for, for the your behavior, right? You get coupons. Coupons and stuff for yeah. things that you could potentially buy. Yes. So, you either get stuff or yeah. things to buy stuff with. Yeah. So what that feels like to me is a way to mitigate the incentive to cheat because it's right. not so attractive anymore. Yeah. 
if you would get like a hundred euros back every month, if you mm-hmm. ran a marathon all yeah. the time, then people would be, you know what I mean? It would be more attractive to cheat, but it's not so attractive to cheat now. But Apple watch five, man, that thing is really dope. Yeah. But you have to, I think you have to work out really hard for yes, that. And that's very true. And it's, it's not like you, you know what I mean? It's not like you're just getting, okay. you know, money. Let's see. 2,500 yeah. divided. What's 2,500 divided by 300? Oh my God. Eight, eight, eight and a bit, eight, uh, eight and a bit. Okay, so if you were to get your Apple Watch back, you have to you have to do ninety minutes exercise. Ah, oh, no, sixty minute exercise of a heart rate of that's seventy percent of your yeah. maximum heart rate, and that's you have to do that eight times a month. But that's irrelevant. So if if someone's cheating, Apple Watch if back. someone's cheating, it doesn't matter. I mean, how do you? If, you know what I mean? Yeah, if, you, if you're cheating, you just mean. turn your machine right. faster. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. You know, enough. right? Yeah. But the the thing is, like, you don't get the the cash. You don't get the cash value of an Apple right. Watch back. You get it. You get the monetary value of an Apple Watch yeah, back you for ha- you coupons need, that yeah. you have to spend on other stuff. And you had to have bought it beforehand. Yes. Right. You bought yeah. the Apple Watch before. Yeah. So basically, an economically vulnerable person. Yeah. Wouldn't. It's like okay, there are places in the in, uh, where or phenomena where people, for example, will get money for donating blood or mm-hmm. sperm. Yeah. And so because. They're maybe poor, yeah. or they have economic vulnerable status somewhere. They have a lot of kids. No, but well, maybe, but they're, they're, they're you know, there's for some reason they have economic hardships, and it's not easy for them to earn money. Yeah, yeah, okay. or whatever. I'm you not know, for, fun for about what? That. Right. So what? For yeah. whatever reason, they need more money. Right. Then mm-hmm. it's not like a luxury for them. Then it can become certain people were giving blood so often that it was unhealthy for them. Like yeah. They were basically killing themselves just to get this money. Right. Right. And this is, this is a risk basically that was introduced and incentivized by the system that paid people for blood donation. Yeah. And so you could imagine a situation like this where, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? If it becomes very important that you earn these points, like if you would lose your job at your employer or if you wouldn't be considered for employment or if your premiums would go up a lot for your insurance and in such a way that you wouldn't be able to afford it anymore, Mm -hmm. then you'd have a higher incentive to cheat or people would they would run themselves to death yeah. in a way. I see what you mean. If they don't want to cheat with the machine, they, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. for example. Yeah. So that's something that you'd have to consider in the, in the design of such a, a system. Yeah. And I think they did. I think what you're saying about, you're not like, it's not a, it's not an easy way to make money. Right. So that, to, which is a, to their credit. I, this is something I think exactly, that yeah. works well. Do you also probably. think that that's why there's the, 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 the monthly right fee, 350s, 350 euros to, to get in? Like, is that also one of those things, like, a, it's like a little bit of a threshold? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And the threshold is that you have to have a fitness watch. You don't also. need to. Oh, okay. Yeah. You have, to, if you oh, have you a have phone. the app, you can do, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, phone, phone, smartphone, well, pretty much everyone has a smartphone. They're really cheap. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I, I mean, to be honest, if I'm, again, I don't know anything about this, but I'm imagining that the 350 is probably to offset administrative costs of, mm. Hiring someone to process all the paperwork and, you know, the server fees to keep the, because this database maybe, has to be stored yeah. somewhere and maybe it's probably on AWS and, and uh, you know, they yeah. got to pay their like server fees and yeah, their AWS fees. And yeah. Yeah. They got to pay people to develop the app and keep it up and, you know, yeah, they got to pay. Yeah, but that seems the, like as an insurer the, that makes a pretty sizable profit, that seems silly. But I think there's more, or at least my question is, is basically more like, what, what's the what's the fee to the user, right? Like, is yeah. there a psychological thing behind the fee for the user themselves? And I, I, I can imagine that it's something 
this about, be, that you were saying earlier. Yeah. Uh, about the, um, the, the another threshold to not cheat or mm -hmm. to uh, for not making the easy money. Yeah. Or there's also this, I don't remember what the, the name of the effect is called, mm. but there's this effect of um, where you see, for example, there's a, a, like, I think UNICEF had a huge scandal maybe last year or two years ago, or maybe Oxfam Novib as well, mm -hmm. where it was like people uh, uh, in Africa were like hiring prostitutes and they were like sexually harassing um, volunteers and all kinds of shit like this. And one of the theories behind this is that if people are doing really good things, like very pro-social things, like working at a nonprofit organization, you know, then they feel entitled to do more bad behavior. Because they're doing yeah. good. So they think uh, it offsets. Yeah, yeah, I see what you so mean. So this 350 might help people to feel like, oh, well, I'm paying these motherfuckers 350 a month. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm allowed to, I deserve to cheat. You right. Know? That could have, could potentially have the opposite effect. Or it could have a beneficial effect. Like Or I'm paying could. already, I'm already investing. Yeah. So I have to, to do the other thing as well. Yeah. That's, that's what I was those, thinking. This like, is one it's of those like gym, thing. you pay the gym membership, exactly. so you're going to go. Yeah. But at the same time, it's sunk cost fallacy. You've paid it already. So- You're not going to get it back if you now go for a run <laughs> or go to the gym. Yeah, that, but that's a silly thing, right? Because I was thinking about this. Like, I'm I'm paying $350 every month, yeah. but I can get back five euros in coupons every week. Yeah. So that's like a, what is that? That's 22 euros every month. Mm. A little bit like about-ish, 22 euros yeah. every month. You know, something I read with, I thought was interesting from Nir Eyal's book, Indistractable. He talks about these kind of things that you can put in place for yourself. And I think he got right. the idea from maybe James Clear, or no, I think it was from himself, that basically uh, he had a certain goal and he gave, he, he, he let a friend hold like a hundred bucks or something in escrow, or maybe it was even a thousand dollars in escrow. What's escrow? Escrow is in someone holds an amount of money for you. Someone trusted, so you can't touch that money. Right. Um, it's kind of like a, a, the, the human version of a, of a, A blockchain bank. smart contract. Oh, okay. It's like until certain uh, certain things or conditions are met, then I can't touch this money or whatever. So basically, he was saying, okay, if I don't meet a certain goal every week, oh, yeah, then yeah, yeah. that thousand euros or thousand dollars is burnt. It would get donated to some charity. It's like a swearing jar, basically. Um, sort of, kind of like a swearing jar. It's like but an inverse. It's more like a it, it it rests on the 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 cognitive bias of loss aversion. If yeah, we feel like yeah, we're going right. to lose something, yeah. we'll fight way harder yes. for it than if we're just going to get something we never had. Yeah. So do you think that that's, that's behind this as well? Like, do you think it's a I conscious think they thing? Could, they could. So it, it doesn't, because you've already spent 350. Right. And basically the choice is, do I get the five-year old gift certificate or not? Yeah. Um, maybe what they've, what they've also done, some teachers do this, where they'll, they'll give you the highest grade on day one. And basically all you can do is fuck it up. In that sense. So if you, mm -hmm. you have already the perfect grade. So the way that you keep the perfect grade is by doing your homework and getting high grades on tests and da da da. But you can get a lower grade if you don't do your homework and if you don't do the tests and, and all these things. And the idea behind that is I have already this beautiful grade. I want to keep it. Whereas the system you're describing now is like there's this five, five euro uh, gift certificate. Yeah. I don't have it yet. So if I don't get it, I don't lose anything. Yeah, I don't ever lose really anything. Yeah. yeah. So two things. Hmm. Two more things. Yeah. One, shall we talk about how it's going for me? Boom. Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, so I... But what was the second thing? Yeah, just to, as of an overview. Uh, paying with data. Okay. 
So how's it going for you? How's it going for me? I thought you'd never ask, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm actually, I just stood up because my Apple Watch prompted me to stand up for the hour. So I'm standing now. Trigger. Uh, yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is silly, right? It's such a, such a um, superfluous thing. It's like such a superficial thing. Just stand up for one minute and you get a point. Yeah, anyway. well, you hired you hired the, the Apple Watch for this job, and it's doing its job. So I never asked yes. it to tell me this, but it's one of the circles that Apple decided <laughs> should be one of those things where a company decides uh, what's good for you. Yeah, but you can turn it off, right? Uh, I don't think this one. I don't think you can turn it off. Maybe wow. maybe I can turn off the entire prompts of the whole activity, but they have three circles, and the stand one is just in there. Wow! Like you can depend, you can decide how many calories you want to burn every day, or like okay. what kind of thing you want to set for that. Okay. Yeah. Segway. Anyway. This could be a whole other episode. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Definitely. But sorry. Um, so how is it going for you? So it's, it's going, so the first three weeks were kind of like a bust. I was just learning the thing like, okay, so I don't have my phone on me that much. So I'm not getting a lot of, uh, I'm not getting a lot of steps. Then I got my Apple watch back and I noticed that my days are like stepwise. They're not great, but I do a lot of running these days. So I do like three, four times, um, three, four times a week of running. Wow. Um, and I started to, uh, to notice that I wasn't getting points for my running because I do usually, cause I, okay. So I started last year somewhere in September running. Yana, my girlfriend sent me a video of a dude who ran every day for 30 days and he did like one kilometer or one mile every day. Right. And that really got him into running. Wow. So I started doing that as well for 30 days. I did one kilometer every day. And then I started noticing the benefits of like going outside every morning. Um, but then I, I started getting enthusiastic about running, started doing it longer and further distances because I noticed the benefits to myself that I was actually able to run further cool. for a longer amount of time. So now I'm running like, was it 20, 30 minutes every day or every one or two days? Wow. Uh, or every two or three days is what I mean. Nice. Um, um, which one is interesting because before thinking about running just made me not it just made me very angry like yeah i don't like running but now i'm even i'm now i'm already thinking like okay 20 minutes that's too short man yeah. um so the Would you say it's part of your identity a little bit what is that running has become a part of who you are uh no oh not yet okay but i feel like it's getting somewhere nice anyway the vitality program has now I'm not sure if this is positive yet. I mean, <laughs> health-wise, it's positive. But what yeah. it's done for me is like, um, I do these guided runs with the Nike app, the Nike running app. Shout mm -hmm. out to Coach Bennett. He's a really cool dude. <laughs> um, uh, and so usually I do like a guided run of 20, 25 minutes because mm -hmm. that's what I like. That yeah. like There's also a mental barrier for me to say like, oh, I'll go outside for 30 or 35 minutes because I know it's like, it's still going to be tough for me because I'm not that like much of an experienced runner sure. just yet. But now the Vitality program, it only gives me points when I do 30 minutes of exercise or more, <laughs> right? So the other week, I yeah. think that it was last week, I did a run and I ended at 27 minutes. I'm like, oh my God, man, I'm so, I, I'm so busted. I really need to walk right now. And I was thinking, what if I just keep my Apple Watch running? Mm -hmm. I just keep the exercise running. And my, my average heart rate will probably still be in the 60 or 70% range. Yeah. But then I was like, but then I'm lying to myself because I, I, I've been collecting Apple Watch health data for so long, right? So it's kind of like my private health bank, mm -hmm. Apple, Apple Health. Mm -hmm. And I see that as, as my, uh, what is it? My, my sacred 
health package. Like that's sure. my stuff. I've sure. been collecting that stuff. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm proud of it or something, but it, that's little, that's like a part of, of me, yeah. my digital yeah. self. Yes. And I'm not going to smudge that up just to get these points for vitality. So two days later, I decided, okay, I'll do a guided run for 35 minutes. And I completely wrecked myself doing that 35 minutes because I I really wanted to try it out and I did the run. Yeah. And, and in the end, I was grateful for doing it. Um, but it's interesting, man. It's, it's like, it's positive at the end, but it's, it's this, this psychological decision or this, this kind of this cycle, mm-hmm. the psychological cycle of, do I go for 30 minutes now? Because yeah. it has to be 30 consecutive minutes to get the points. Yeah. I was like, man. But then I got the coupon or the the thing. Oh yeah, you get the you get the pick a reward. I'm like, dun, dun. fuck yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot to unpack in there. I, I really like this a lot. Yeah. So one of the first things that triggered me was your the idea of a digital self. Ah, uh, yeah. This is uh, incredibly interesting, incredibly important. I think we could even have a whole podcast on that. But there, you know, there's more theories of with our avatars, the digital personhood, and yeah, absolutely, and how privacy is actually a, a you know touching our digital bits are. Excuse it's like me? touching touching our digital things or parts of our digital selves is part touching our us. Yeah. Almost uh as as has almost the same or as as grave a consequences as touching us physically, let's say. Um but it's something else. <laughs> different Very different. Topic. Yeah. Yeah. Whole other podcast. Uh but or episode. Um but another thing was this uh the fact that it actually did the incentive changed your behavior. Yeah, it did. And you're glad about it now. And that's cool. Yeah. I like that. That sounds good. And it sounds like it's, it's mm. good positive reinforcement. Yeah. Um, I don't know where this line came from of 30 minutes rather than 20 minutes or something like that. I'm sure it's based on some kind of risk yeah, assessment there's thing. There's some science say. behind 30 minute exercise every day. Uh, that probably coupled with the fact that uh, the, the, the 30 minutes per day was probably much more significant um, risk Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, mitigator than 20 minutes, you know? So they decided, okay, 30 minutes right, is what we want yeah. people to do. And that's what we'll incentivize. But what if um, I injure myself stretching through the 30 minutes? That's that's exactly one of the risks, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. What kind of risks like, are you putting people at? You yeah. Know? So what? What one thing that surprised me, and I, I never thought about this, but apparently a lot of these employee health schemes where they do this, but then through the employer. Do you call it scheme for a reason? No, scheme is in sense of a pro, pro, uh, program, like okay. a, a system, yeah. a scheme. Yeah, just checking. Yeah, yeah not, not like a devious. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, some people, when they start quantifying themselves, and this becomes like a thing that they have to, that they, they, they look at and they think about, they start worrying about it. And they get yeah. more stressed out. Yeah, yeah. Thinking about how many, have they gotten all their steps? Yeah. And, and, and there's even a TED Talk by a woman who said, that she stopped all this stuff yeah. because it took over her life. Yeah. At some point she was like going out after dinner and like disrupting her whole family time and uh, all this yeah. very important quality time with her family and her children and whatever. She uh-huh. was like, no, I'm going outside. I got to get to my steps. You know, she do, 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 I feel like you do that sometimes as well. Like you have 10,000 yeah. steps every day, right? 14,000 is my goal. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I tend to do it, but I, I try to balance it with, you know, nice things like quality time with the loved ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. But some, you know, I mean, I, I can see myself getting into this tendency of uh, becoming almost addicted to, yeah. to the rewards, to the, 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 the quantification, to mm-hmm. like the numbers, you know, yeah. and hitting the numbers, yeah. having the sacred 
digital picture of myself and keeping my avatar pretty and pristine and clean, like yeah. you mentioned a moment ago. Yeah. Um, well, well, I mean, yeah. I was keeping it pristine in the way that it it really reflects me, mm -hmm. as opposed to a kind of like cheating me. Yeah, but that's the third thing I wanted like to say. Like my integrity is still in there. Yeah, but the, so the third thing I wanted to say is that there are people who just, when they go for a, a run, they walk in between. And that's just part of the run. Yeah, and yeah that would, that like would be interval training. Sure, and that would be reflected in yeah. like your pace and your time at yeah. running and stuff like that. Yeah, so for yeah, me, I, I wouldn't think, I don't consider it unfair if you would keep it running yeah. while you're cooling down. It's still part of your workout. Fair you enough. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a, a healthy cool down also helps your heart rate recovery, which is very important also mm -hmm. as a health indicator. Yeah. I, I, so, so, yeah. So, for example, what Apple Watch does, or the Apple Watch, ugh, how do you call the the word? What's that in English? The? The? Uh, what do you mean? Like, like it's an adjective or? A, oh, it's a, uh, oh, I, I, I oh, crap. Because Apple leaves that word out all the right. time. Yes. Like, this is new iPad. Okay, uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, so yeah. what So what the Apple Watch does... There is the, indeed a word for that, I just can't think of it now. I like heart rate recovery. Like, I, yeah. I, I've, I, for some reason, I check my heart rate recovery more than my heart rate after a run. Mm -hmm. So I end the run when I, done, when I'm, when I stop running and yeah. then see how fast my heart rate goes down. And it tells you that's your heart rate recovery. Like, mm -hmm. the Apple Watch measures that as well. Nice, yeah. Um, and I mean, it's just, it's simple math, really. If they're measuring your heart rate every second, yeah, no, no, I'm not it's, saying it's. Yeah. It, I'm not saying it's rocket science. I'm saying, yeah, but it's great. That's why I stop after I run. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't consider the walking home part of my cooldown. I consider. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I consider that part of my recovery already. Yeah. yeah. And I need to. I want to know how fast that goes. Sure. Um. But anyway, so what I think is good about vitality, um, and in the case of the interval training, mm -hmm. is that. I think they're pretty lenient when it comes to the heart rate zones. Yeah. So 60% of your maximum heart rate, right? You're 40 years old. Your maximum heart rate is 180. That means that 10% is 18, right? So if you go down from 180, 18, let's, let's go for 20 mm -hmm. to make it simple. So you go sure. down 160, that's 90%. 140, that's 80%. Mm -hmm. 120, that's 70%. So you need to be above 120 a heart uh, heartbeats per se uh, per minute mm -hmm. per second nah, per minute and then you're already getting these points right on average mm -hmm. so even in an interval training your heart rate's going to go down like f it's probably up there at 180 if you do 100 uh, like an interval run yeah right so i think they're pretty lenient with with giving you rewarding you these scores yeah. cuz it's the average right it's not yeah, it's the it's average. It's not like a time in the max. It's more like the exactly. average. Exactly. So I could have now. cheated by keeping it running for thirty for three more minutes, yeah. and my average still would have been in the seventy percent range. Like I said, I don't think I really don't feel like that's cheating. To be honest with you. Well, you to know, me, it if felt you keep like it that. on, if you keep it on all fucking day, <laughs> then you know. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I've been running for eight like, hours. Hey, dude, like, what's up? <laughs> you're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> it says uh, you're running, but I think your your heart rate's like 56 yeah, right now. Like, yeah, no exactly. way. You're not that healthy, motherfucker. It actually, it actually prompts you like, hey, are you still going? <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So that's <laughs> like this Netflix, part. Are you still alive? Are you still alive? Are you sure you want to <laughs> continue? You've been watching 10 yeah, episodes yeah. straight. <laughs> um, so then the last part, which I think is yeah. very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and thank you for listening. If you're still listening to this long, let us know. <laughs> no, but seriously, let us know if, what, what yes. you like about this episode. Because, because apparently you're still listening and you're about like... What is it? An hour and twenty minutes in. Oof. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure where we are. Mm -hmm. um, well, I know exactly where we are, but not not time wise. Yeah. Um, so, so paying, let's la last thing, and then we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Paying with data, right? Because mm -hmm. we've 
We've talked about this more, and I think it's also a societal thing that we are, especially Facebook is now yeah. um, getting their asses whooped for. Mm-hmm. If it's free, then you're probably the data. That then you're the, you're the product. You're the product, right? That's mm-hmm. what that's what we've been told the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But now you're actually like seeing, like you're getting the you're getting benefits, like you're getting paid back for your data. Right? How do you how do you feel about that? It's a tricky thing. This goes back to digital personhood, and the the difficulty I have with this mostly is that people it goes into informed consent so people can give consent and they can they can see that their data are the giving their data is being uh compensated mon- money wise yeah um but two things i think there are two problems with that so the first thing is they they don't understand most people don't understand the vulnerability that comes or the risks that come with sharing data in this mm-hmm. way because especially if it's being bought, you know, then someone like something like Facebook, for example, they share yeah. information and data with lots of other third parties, like right. fuckload of other third parties, advertising aggregators and all these things. Yeah. Not just Facebook, all these social media channels are doing it. Credit card companies are doing all these kind of things. And everywhere where your data are being stored is a, is a potential uh, place where it could be hacked. Yeah. So it's all it's all being it's all vulnerable in a way. So if one of these third parties has really shit encryption and like very bad security, then you're, you know, uh, you can be hacked. Yeah. And so that's one way. So malicious or another risk is that um let's say they give this at some point the government says, "You know what? We don't like Yoast because Yoast in a podcast earlier last year talked shit about uh, our political party and we're in power now." So we're going to pass a law that says anyone who talks shit about our political party needs to be punished in some way. And the more information about Yoast that's in the cloud that is is touchable mm-hmm. by the government, yeah. they can take it. They can they can go to some company and say, "Look, we know that you have information about this guy mm-hmm. because he he's he, you know he's on your cellular plan. So we want all his his uh, phone calls, right? And we want we know that he's ASR Vitality. So we want ASR to give him give us all of the data that you've collected about him. Mm-hmm. And we want to we want to have a profile about him so that we can find him and and exact revenge or whatever we're going to do. You yeah, know? nefarious kind of things. Exact revenge. Yeah, but so this kind of stuff is being used now, for example, by the um, Immigration and Customs. ICE in the, in the United States enforcement thing. Uh, yeah. And they're, they're basically using information and data like these to find uh, undocumented immigrants and put them in these mm-hmm. concentration camps that they have going on right now. Right. And I can definitely see it's not a far leap to think that they would be doing these things in Europe with uh, Syrian refugees, for example, who mm-hmm. are fleeing fucking war. Right. And they want to come to somewhere else where they don't have to fear for their lives. They don't have to worry about like a building next to them blowing up at any time. You know, they, they come here and they're looking for asylum and uh, maybe you hungry was a good example. I think they're, they're very, they don't want immigrants coming to their country. So let's say that, that the, the, the president over there says, look, I want to get all the information that I can. Mm-hmm. I want these people's social media profiles. I want all their, all their, their web searching data. I want to find them so I can kick them out or I can imprison them, whatever. This is not something that we want. Right. <laughs> imprison and, them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be probably better than a, a a prison. Would probably be better than one of those camps. Oh no, no. Well, no. The the, the prisons are the camps. That's the problem. The, the 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 places where a lot of these asylum seekers and and refugees are being kept are total 
shit conditions. It's you know they're they're being held yeah, I'm, there. I'm, I'm talking about a Dutch prison, not an American uh, cage. No, sure, fair enough. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know, but in any case, yeah, yeah. It's not it's, it's going against freedom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they're 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 using these data against someone by you know going against their interests. Yeah. So anyone paying with these data, um, they're not aware of this. They only see, oh, I get to talk to my friends or I get to like WhatsApp with everybody and I get to uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Where, or I get to have a convenient Google Home thing where I can speak to it and it'll turn on my music. There's some <laughs> passive aggressive stuff going on here. <laughs> it's just aggressive know. aggressive. You know okay, what I'm talking about. We, you know exactly yeah. what I'm the here. The Google doing. surveillance system. <laughs> yes. That we have in But this could yeah. be abuse and people don't realize this. This is, my, this is one of my problems. What Nest, if you do realize it? Nest is another problem. But this, also Google. Yeah, sure. But yeah. If, if you do realize it, but then that's another problem mm-hmm. is that whom, whom or who has the most incentive to pay or to get, to try to earn money with something that they can easily give. It's the same use case or the same con- thing as the, the people giving blood 10 times a month at their own health detriment to earn money. Mm-hmm. It's poor people, people who are economically yeah. uh, vulnerable. Yeah. They're like, well, okay, if you're going to give me money for this, I might as well do it. Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily feel like they have a choice because it's not like they have, they might not have a good job or they might, you know, be in a fucked up scenario. They might not be able to get a job or they might be, again, maybe it's a refugee and no one wants to hire them or they can't because they're not documented or whatever. You know what I mean? So they go and they do this thing and they can do it to their own detriment. So how does and this all relate to ASR vitality? Uh, like getting the actual benefit of, of selling your heart rate, basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the, 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 some, someone who might try to, well, I think the way that ASR vitality has done it, they don't give you cash. Right. Right. Like you were saying, like I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, it's yeah. not the, the incentive to cheat or the incentive to actually sell your stuff to them for economic hardship reasons is a lot lower Yeah. because of the fact that it's not like you can, you can't buy food with your ASR points. You can only buy insulated water bottles and, uh, protein bottle shaker things stuff that that what someone wouldn't need to buy you know at like necessities whatever yeah true but if it were cash it would be much more dangerous because someone who needs food desperate hungry they're like okay take my data it's Mm -hmm. fine give me money i just need to eat yeah that kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah so it's not exact like it's not predatory in a way uh at at least in that in that sense the way the way it works now Mm -hmm. it's not predatory Let's say at some point it becomes a thing where you have to do this to lower your, your, your premium. Someone who might be, not be able to afford a more expensive premium gets the thing because that's the only one they can afford. And then, uh, you know, then yeah, in that then sense, they're being exploited at that moment. by selling data. It's just not good. For example. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any other questions about this whole thing? Um, questions for me. How has the experience been for you overall? Well, uh, mixed because I think the app can be a lot better. <laughs> okay. Um, no, Makes definitely. Sense. I think I, yeah. I think if I'm like as jokes aside, mm-hmm. um, the user facing stuff needs more explanation, mm-hmm. right? Because I've been like I consider myself a clever and curious guy, so yeah. I've been wondering about these loopholes. I've been wondering about all these. Like, where are these points coming from? All that sort of thing. So I've been looking at their website, and and I mean it's pretty thorough. Uh, in what they say, but it's it's so it's so much like text and so much explanation yeah. and and then in the app, for example, 
um, I started out with a week goal of 300 points. And then after the three weeks of just having my iPhone and not my Apple Watch, my week goal was 250. It's like, oh, okay, so there's variable week goals. So I, I go to the website, and, oh, mm. indeed, they say there's variable week goals. Yeah. But then I do this exercise of 30 minutes or 35 minutes running with a high heart rate. So I'm, I'm looking at the website. It's like, oh, okay, 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 I should get 200 points for this. Mm. But then I got 150 points. I'm so, but, but it doesn't say that these points are variable anywhere, uh. right? So in the app, it doesn't explain anything. And then I go through the app and I find the actual data point and it yeah. says that you should get 200 points for this. But when I go to back to the home screen, it gives me 150. I'm like, yeah. where is the difference here? So there's still a yeah. lot left there. So it's very mixed. Yeah. So just to unpack that a little bit, for me, there are two factors in that. There's, on the one hand, the informed consent. So the, your understanding or how understandable they've made it for you to understand the rules of the game that you're playing right now. Yeah, and the I think they've tried pretty hard inside. to explain it well. Sure. But yeah. it's a lot. But it, it, could, be, it could be done better, yes, more effectively. definitely. This is like these long privacy notices where we explain it all, Yeah, exactly. but it's in a super long document yeah, that if yeah, you printed yeah. it out, it'd be a stack of paper that's exactly. uh, that yeah, high, yeah, yeah. and it would take you a month to read, Yeah, which people have done studies oh, on dude. this. It's insane, yeah. Small segue. Yes. I was at the gas station this weekend. Oh. And I got one of the, I went to the bathroom and you get one of these discount tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. Yes. So the I go. Sunny fair type of thing. Yeah. yeah so, 50 I, cents. so Yana also goes and then there's already one in the yeah. uh, the dispenser. Just some context for some listeners um, who might not live in the Netherlands or might not be familiar with the system. Or Basically, Europe. if you go to a public restroom in the States, public restrooms are usually free. You don't pay for anything. These like that. aren't public. No, but these are in a, in a place. It can be public ones or it's at a gas station or at a restaurant or someplace. Um, often you have to pay either 50 cents or 70 cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then you get a little voucher for 50 cents yeah. back yeah. that you can use then to buy uh, something in the gas station, yeah. like a snack or something like that. And you're only ever allowed to use one coupon. Well, depends. Apparently. So that depends, ah, right? Okay. So that's the thing, right? There's yeah. gas stations where you can use all of them. Sure. Um, but, but in it, any case, just to give some context. Yeah. To what yeah. You're thanks. Yeah. 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 So with this context, so we, I, we get three of these coupons. So I go to, I want to get like, uh, so they have this coffee island where they sell Starbucks coffee. Ooh. Um, and I want to get this Starbucks coffee, but it, it requires coins. There's no thing for the tickets. So I go to the checkout and like, Hey, how do I, how do I get that coffee? It's like, yeah, it doesn't work for that coffee. <laughs> so, okay. Well, what else then? Uh, yeah, you can get the coffee at the barista bar. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll get that coffee and it's two sixty or whatever. Um, so I buy this coffee. I give him the ticket. I give him the three ticket tickets, mm-hmm. which I showed him earlier as well. And he says, well, you can only use one. It's like, okay. <laughs> this so is the barista now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, the, well, no, because I was sent from one desk to the other and then oh, I had goodness. to pay at the yeah. checkout again. It was yeah. stupid as well. Anyway, so the, the Starbucks coffee was two euros ten. The barista coffee was two seventy, so I give him the <laughs> so fifty cents. So you paid dis- more exactly. after the discount. Than so you I would tell have, him. Oh, man. So I tell him, it's like, oh, so I, if I gotten Starbucks yeah. coffee there, I, I would have paid less. He's like, yeah, well, I didn't know what you wanted. It's like, okay, but I can't use the any other the tickets. No, it says on the back. It's like, it says on the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. there. Like where? Yeah. yeah, you mean the tiny fucking letters? Yeah. Like yeah, but it's there. It's like yeah, of course yeah. it's there, but it's the tiny like who reads the fucking tiny letters? Yeah. This is my this is the point about informed consent. Exactly, it's not really informed, even though exactly. the information's there. Yeah, I agree with. And you. I wasn't. I wasn't. I realized that I was little bit i wasn't attacking him i just yeah. i just pointed it to the fact that it was weird and it. then i realized I he doesn't decide the rules so i no, should be nice with system. him. be yeah. nice to your checkup people. yeah but so the the last thing i want to say about that is is this is the thing that happens for the the current situation but what often happens is that they'll change things 
This is what happens a lot with frequent flyer miles. Huh. You get a frequent flyer program and you earn, you start earning your miles and you're earning your points, blah, blah, blah. And then the year after that, they change the whole system. Your points are worth less or it's some other thing or they can't, you know, you worthless. don't transfer or they're worthless. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, worthless. So this, 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 uh, it's not only the fact that you don't understand the system in which you find yourself now, yeah. but they can always change it. Right. And so once you're committed to a system like this, the more deeply embedded you are, mm-hmm. the harder it is for you to switch to another one yeah. or to go to a different insurance provider or something like this mm-hmm. because of maybe it's economic and I don't know, whatever. And they can change the rules whenever they want. Yeah. And if they change them and you don't really have any say or voice, yeah. especially if, if it's hard for you to switch. Mm-hmm. So, so it, that's my response to that last uh, thing. Yeah. Informed consent and they can change stuff on you. Yeah. And I hope that doesn't happen with ASR. Yeah. Right. The benefit I, I, of I the keep people. the hope up, but yeah. uh, you never know. Yeah. Money's money and... That's yeah, it. it's definitely interesting. Yeah. I mean, especially money is definitely money is definitely interesting when it becomes beneficial to uh, to have healthier people, right? It's or when when it becomes beneficial to save money by also having a positive effect on the mm-hmm. populace. Yeah, so short term versus long term benefit. Yeah, and also the way that companies are structured. So um, there's a difference between shareholder primacy and stakeholder primacy. Mm. To put it very simply. Uh, yeah, I see. different. Yeah. Some company, most companies now have a structure of, especially public companies. Let me say it like that: they are legally obliged to serve the interests of the shareholders. So you have to yeah. maximize shareholder value. Yeah. And there are some pretty interesting cases of where a company tried to do something that might have been more beneficial in the long run, mm-hmm. but it wasn't helping the shareholders and the shareholders sued them and these people got thrown in jail or they got big fines yeah. because legally they are required to maximize profit. That's crazy. That's how most companies work. Yeah, and then profit being, of course, the most benefit to the shareholders. Right. Right, then, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's one of the reasons why Elon Musk tried to make Tesla private again because he doesn't want to do this stuff anymore. Sure. Um, but the other thing is that... Uh, Wow. Stakeholder interest. Yeah. So the other, the alternative to that is there are other types of corporations where when they start, they become a benefit corporation or they're different. Like basically the rules that a company has to follow when it's, when it's, uh, uh, started. Is that B Corp? Well, yeah. So B Corp is a, is a company or it's an organization of itself that certifies companies that are, but benefit corporation is like a legal structure. Oh, okay. It's, it's, confusing but it's the same it's okay. similar but they're right. not the same yeah um but yeah so there are different like a, a, a um or a, a co-op for example a co-op is a different method where it's not shareholders that need to be uh, served but every member of a cooperative is also a part owner right so there's not one there's not like a, a, an elite shareholder group of um just to over, oversimplify it's the one percent and then 99 percent of the things like amazon where bezos makes uh you know 2000 times whatever the average factory worker in one of his fulfillment warehouses you know makes and they mm-hmm. they have no benefits and stuff and he's sitting you know richest man on earth yeah um in a co-op, a co-op it's not like that everyone is a part owner right. yeah so it's in their financial interest and in the interest structurally of the company to think more long term yeah or a benefit corporation their their major success criteria and their measures of success aren't 
short-term profits, but long-term impact on the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there are alternatives. Mm -hmm. I don't know what ASR is or these insurance companies, but I'm pretty sure there are probably not impact-driven companies. They're probably shareholder value impact Mm -hmm. or driven companies. Yeah. My guess. Yeah. Let's hope that shifts in the next decade. That would be awesome. Um, And then answering your question, uh, it's also been positive where we talked about uh, Mm -hmm. actually moving a little bit more. Yeah. No, like I said, I'm not trying to diss... ASR, Vitality. No, no, I know, I know. I, I, you asked me how my yeah. experience has been overall. And yes. it's been it's been meh in the app and it's been positive in the actual effects on my life. I, I consider that a win. Yeah, I guess so too. That's cool. It's I'm, definitely a win because yeah. we also have something to talk about, right? Yeah. And it's more, I mean, you getting out and being more active is more meaningful than some high rating in the app store or, uh, you know, whatever. Depending you know on what the mean? shareholders. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um... Oh man, I had another question, but uh, yeah, yeah, so much to talk about. So yes, much to maybe talk it's about. A, maybe it's a good time to wrap up, and then we it's can definitely a good time. We to can wrap have up. the questions for the next episode or a future episode. Yeah. Anyway, so any we have, final? We have, yeah, one last thing, just because we were talking about stakeholder and shareholder primacy. Yeah. Um, we have an episode coming up where we'll discuss that a little bit more in detail with guests from Down Under. What a cliffhanger, man. Boom. So stay wow. tuned. Stay tuned. All right. So Tom's not here. Does but that... What? Where, where is he? Breda. Breda. <laughs> anyway. So we, um, we would really love to hear from you. Yes. Uh, and to do that, you can either use our Twitter... Uh, our, our Twitter, right? Our Twitter. Look at me. At Shots of Purpose. At Shots of Purpose. There you can reach us on Twitter. And you can also send us an email... Uh, SOP SOP I was thinking at SOP at but it's purpose design SOP at purpose design dot NL indeed yes. Brian thank and, you very and much and Tom if you're still alive please send us a sign of life we're worried about you man <laughs> we love you we want to help that's not how you, you should ask um, how do we know that you're still alive send us please send us a photo with no, the, the today's newspaper no the question itself like how do we know you're still alive that's what Tom uh, how do we know you're still alive and then he has to think of something, uh, right? And then we actually know that he's alive. Okay. Instead of him preparing for this day. Is it cogito ergo sum? Like he's th- he thinks, therefore he is alive? Uh, no, that's <laughs> not it. But that's like basic uh, negotiation skills. Chris uh, Foss, very interesting. Never cool. split the difference. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Let us know what you thought of this episode. If you've gotten in this long, then just sending us some messages. Woohoo. It's like 1% of the effort of all the listening that you've done, I think. (laughs) Anyway, have a great week and uh, talk to you in the next one. Bye. Ciao. Breda.